Welcome to this patient audio guide about gout symptoms and diagnosis. This audio guide is produced by the Global Healthy Living Foundation and is sponsored by Horizon Therapeutics. Maybe you or someone you love suspects you could have gout, or perhaps you've been recently diagnosed with gout, or maybe you've had gout for a while and are concerned that it's getting worse. This audio guide can help you learn more about gout and how it affects your health so you can manage it better and, as importantly, start feeling better. Remember, this is not a substitute for professional medical care. Always talk to your doctor about issues concerning your health and medical condition. There are a lot of misconceptions about gout out there, and we're going to clear some of those up in these audio guides so you can get the care you need to feel better. If you want to hear more about what it's like to live with gout and get support from fellow patients, check out the Gout Show podcast, available where you listen to podcasts or at www.thegoutshow.com. For starters, gout is technically a type of arthritis, and it affects more than 9 million Americans. That's more people than the entire population of Switzerland. But gout is different from other kinds of arthritis, like osteoarthritis, which is the wear and tear kind that we often associate with getting older. Here's more about what gout is from Dr. Ted Fields, a rheumatologist and renowned gout expert from the Hospital for Special Surgery in New York City. Dr. Fields does a lot of research about gout and treats many patients with it. Gout is a condition where people have too much uric acid. Uric acid is actually a waste product in the body. It's um, what happens when the body breaks down proteins. It's most commonly because they can't get rid of enough of it in the urine, so it builds up in the body. But some people actually make too much all on a genetic basis. The disease of gout is when those crystals start to cause trouble. And most commonly what they do is they build up within the joint and then as they get released into the joint fluid, the white cells of the body attack them, cause inflammation, and it's what somebody would experience as a hot, red, swollen, painful joint because of the inflammation of gout. For many people, gout starts with a single flare or attack. 50% of first gout attacks involve the big toe, but any joint can be affected. The telltale sign of gout is abrupt onset of severe pain like really, really bad pain. It's usually very intense and one of the worst pains that they've had. They'd feel like their toe was broken or like they were stepping on broken glass or they had burned their toe. Um, each person has their own description, but it's generally a severe pain. There are some patients who get less severe flares in the beginning or even later on, some people can get some lesser flares. But the classic thing is that it's very intense. And I would say the most common thing I hear is someone thinks that they broke their toe. Gout can affect other joints too. Sometimes gout can strike in an ankle or knee or other places. So if you're experiencing sudden pain in a joint, how can you tell that it's gout? These are some typical clues. The main way that someone would know that they had gout would be that they have gouty arthritis gouty arthritis, meaning that they would have a swollen joint, most classically the big toe, the base of the big toe where bunions form. That's the most common spot for gout where you get heat and redness and swelling and pain and tenderness. 
Uh, that would be a classical gout attack. That could also be in the ankle or the knee or the point of the elbow. And actually over time, it can go to many other kinds of joints. Other ways would be if they got a lump, a collection of uric acid that could be on the elbow or on the side of the toe. Uh, and occasionally those lumps come up even before someone actually has an episode of gouty arthritis. Occasionally someone might first get a flare of a kidney stone and that could even happen before they had any other manifestation of gout and then they would find that they have high uric acid level and they would be a person more likely to get gout down the road. However, it's important to recognize that some people get diagnosed with gout without having these classical, painful attacks. They may have more pain that is more subtle, fatigue, or other symptoms. They may learn that they have gout because a blood test reveals high uric acid levels, or imaging tests like x-rays show joint damage that's characteristic of gout. Every case needs to be taken on an individual basis, uh, for one thing, people can have more than one kind of condition. Uh, someone could have osteoarthritis and pain in multiple joints and also have gout. So that's why we try to see whether the person ever has a history of classical gout, where they would have a hot, red, swollen joint. If they don't have that kind of history, it could be a non-typical gout where low-grade flares happen. And, and we do see that. But we, in a person like that, we would take extra care to try to make sure that she didn't have possibly gout and some other condition that was giving her that chronic low-grade pain uh, because having gout does not prevent you from having something else as well. A gout episode or attack typically goes away on its own within a week or two weeks. But it's important to take a gout attack seriously and see your doctor. Gout tends to flare and then subside which can make people delay treatment if they're no longer in pain. But if you don't treat gout with a combination of lifestyle changes and the right medication, you can keep getting attacks, and these can lead to further complications to your health down the road. The cyclical nature of gout is something that's very um, definitive about how gout presents. It's different than most kinds of arthritis. Most kinds of arthritis, you have it, and you pretty much have it most of the time. It can get worse and better, but you usually have something. Gout is different, particularly in the early phases, where someone will get very intensely inflamed and they'll, the toe will be hot and red and swollen and painful, and it'll be very clear cut that something's very wrong on their exam. And yet they get treated, come back in a month, and they look perfectly normal. There's nothing, no tenderness, no swelling, nothing. That's different than other kinds of arthritis, and it actually helps us in defining the condition as gout, where it tends to cycle, you get a flare, you're normal, and then you flare again, and the flares are intense. That's, that's very characteristic of gout. So if you've experienced a gout flare, or a few, what's your next step? How should you be treating it? We have an entire audio guide about gout treatment options, so check that out. But here is a brief overview. When someone has a gout flare and gets evaluated, there's two decisions that need to be made. First is, what do you do to treat the flare? But the second question is, does this person need to do something starting now, long term, to try to prevent future flares? And the answer is that everybody needs to do something, even if it just means modifying their diet or maybe weight loss, 
but many people with gout will need to consider going onto a medication to lower the uric acid. Most of the guidelines say that if you have two attacks of gout, two flares of gout within a year, that's enough reason to be on a medication to lower the uric acid. What kind of doctor should you be seeing for gout? There are a lot of options. Primary care doctors, podiatrists, rheumatologists, and other specialists all encounter gout in their patients. There are many types of practitioners who can treat gout. Uh, many of the patients I see, when they first had their symptoms, they went to a podiatrist to look at their toe. And podiatrists certainly know how to treat gout. Uh, some go to an urgent care center, some go to their primary care doctor, um, some go to an orthopedist. There are many groups of doctors who are able to diagnose and treat gout. Some of the specialties are more focused on treating the acute flare. Uh, others are more thinking about the long term, but you want to make sure if you have gout that the one who's treating you is thinking both about treating your flare and the long-term prevention of future flares. Before we wrap up, let's spend a moment discussing how gout is diagnosed. Let's say you suspect you have gout. Here's more information on how doctors will determine this for sure. Diagnosing gout in most people is pretty straightforward. To diagnose gout, first we get a history, what joints are involved, what are the characteristics of the flare, how severe it is, is there redness, heat, do people have a history of recurrent episodes and being normal in between? Do they have these lumps that we call tophi that are collections of uric acid? And then we consider trying to get some fluid out of the joint, if, we, if that's possible, to see if there are crystals in the joint. And then we would want to know what is their uric acid level and is this a patient where it's appropriate to do some kind of imaging, either x-ray, ultrasound, or CAT scan to try to make a definitive diagnosis. Unfortunately, many people don't recognize the seriousness of gout. They think they can deal with each gout flare as it happens, instead of trying to manage the underlying disease. The person thinks of the gout episode as a one-off. That's probably a mistake. In almost everybody, it's a mistake because there are very few people that will never get a second flare. There are rare people that it'll go five years until they get their second flare. But it's smart for people to think of, once they've had one flare of gout, that they have gout, even if they're lucky for a little while, because it'll help them to think about not only getting rid of that flare, but to think about prevention, whether they need to modify their diet or their weight, or whether now or sometime in the future that they might need to take some kind of medication that might um, end up modifying their course. You and your healthcare team should work together to make sure your gout is well managed, which will help you avoid pain, disability, and other health issues. Gout is a serious condition, but remember that there are many effective ways to treat gout, and you have what it takes to deal with this. We'd like to thank Dr. Fields for sharing all of this information about gout symptoms and how gout is diagnosed. Keep listening to our audio guides for more about gout treatment options and the truth about lifestyle changes like diet. For more about what it's like to live with gout, check out the Gout Show podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts or at www.thegoutshow.com. 
And for more information about managing gout and to join a free worldwide support and advocacy community of gout patients and their families, visit creakyjoints.org, which is a part of the nonprofit Global Healthy Living Foundation.